This is Listen Up Home Buyers, the only podcast offering home buying advice and tips from true buyer agents. And now, here's your host, Victoria Ray Henderson. My guest today is somebody really special. I have been looking forward to meeting you, Don. It's Don Marie Miller, a certified real estate appraiser in Maryland, Washington, D.C., and Virginia. She is VA approved, FHA approved, and has 20 years of experience uh, appraising real estate in the Washington area. Thank you for having me. Tell me what, uh, we're going to start with the basics. What is an appraisal in real estate? Appraisal is a, a tool that banks hire individuals that are licensed, certified, or a general appraiser to determine um, the value of a home um, in order to loan on that home. So it's really kind of like when you go to CarMax, you bring in your car, they tell you what it's worth, and then they give you exactly what they tell you it's worth. In real estate, why does an appraisal matter? Because a bank is only going to loan on a home for what it's worth. Like even though the we are determining the value for the buyer, um, we are not hired by the buyer, even though they pay for it. And that's something that a lot of people have a hard time understanding because when we submit the appraiser appraisal, the buyer always calls and says, can I have a copy? Um, so they would have to call their bank and they'd have to obtain that information because the bank owns the appraisal. And and do you always need an appraiser, appraisal when you're when you're buying a home? Um, no, actually you don't. Um, it depends. And again, each lender is different. Um, but in some cases, when a borrower is putting down a large amount, um, and it's underneath a percentage that they require, they get appraiser, appraisal waivers. So what a, a lender will do is they have a system. It's an automated system that they can put an address in. It's kind of like a Zillow, um, but it's not. Um, and they put the address in and it kind of tells them around what the the price of the home would be based on the comps in the area. And that doesn't necessarily mean that those comps are similar to the subject, but they can get an idea um, and say the house is being sold for 500 and they say that it's probably worth about 450. Well, if you're putting that 50% down, then you are within that range and they agree to sell you the house without having an appraisal. You brought up the Z word. The Zestimate comes up a lot. What's your opinion of the Zestimate? That it's not accurate. Um, in some cases, what Zillow does is they include the basement and your overall square footage. Um, and then you've got an overvaluated appraised value. And I had that with a, a split foyer where it was 900 square feet um, above grade and 900 below grade. And they compared it to a home that was 1,800 square feet you know, five bedrooms as opposed to three bedrooms because they included all that square footage and the bedroom count and bath count into that. So in some cases, um, it can be within particular range, but I do not recommend people <laughs> use that site to determine what their house is valued for. So April 1st, uh, 2023, all appraisers um, had to start measuring homes by the American National um, Standard of Measuring. And what that meant is that typically in the past, builders and appraisers were measuring differently um, and they were trying to get everybody on the same measuring field um, for consistency. Um, so in the past, if you had like, say for example, a colonial and it had um, a living room with an open to above, um, 
some tax assessors, some builders would include that in the overall square footage. But as an appraiser, we can't walk on it. We can't, you know, do anything on that area. So now we have to back that out of the square footage. So for some um, tax records, when you looked at them, it would say the house was 4,200 square feet. But when you're there, it's really 3,600 square feet. So these people were getting taxed on the 3,900 square feet as opposed to what was actually the measurement of the house. And as far as ceiling height, uh, before, you know, in older homes, it could be five foot five or five foot four. And, you know, tall people had to duck or short people didn't. And um, right now there's a standard that it has to be from the floor to the ceiling. It has to be seven feet in order to be included in your overall square footage um, of a basement as well as a Cape Cod. Yeah. Cape Cod is the main level. And then the second level is um, half of Mm -hmm. the first. Mm -hmm. And now it has to be seven feet and 50% of the ceiling has to be seven feet in order to include that as well. So for those of you not familiar, a Cape Cod has the angled ceilings on the upper level and the two little windows, the dormers in the front. And what you're saying is if 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 it's less than 50% of that square footage, it can't be included. Um, what are the ways that you go about appraising a property? Sure. There's three approaches. There's a sales comparison approach, which is the sales grid and you input the comparables that you feel are apples to apples, oranges to oranges, and most comparable to your subject. There's the cost approach, um, which is either a reproduction or a replacement. Um, And really that approach is for any home that's under 10 years old, because once you get over 10 years old, um, those cost figures don't really correlate to the value of the property because of depreciation. Um, And then there's the income approach, uh, which is, um, what a home would uh, rent for. Um, and there's a capitalization rate that we would factor in. And that typically is more for investment properties. Okay. So um, in today's market, um, and even with the VA, they require you use the sales compar- comparison approach because that's your more, more recent market data. Because yeah. typically the appraisal itself is a snapshot time. When Once you leave that property, yeah it could change because another sale has happened. Um, And that's something as appraisers that we have to determine because if we're in an an increasing market and we know that there's a percent of increase, we have to add that percentage to the recent sales um, as well as a declining market. So it's it's really just that snapshot in time. I have one question that has come up um, quite a bit with some of my clients and that is um, egress. How does egress factor in to the evaluation that you do? And also maybe give a kind of a brief overview of what egress is. Proper egress is the ability to set a room um, for fire hazard, um, you know, for safety. And it, to be able to be called a bedroom, it would have to have two proper exits. Um, you would have to be able to exit from the inside to the outside and also from the inside to another portion of the house. Now, a lot of times you'll find in like basements, the agent will call a room a bedroom because it's got a window and it's got door into the basement area. However, 
you know, each area has their own code um, for proper height of a window. And that's very important mm -hmm. um, for agents to really understand is that I just had one the other day where um, it was in Virginia and it was a basement and they had a legal bedroom because it had a complete exit out a door to the outside and it had door into another portion of the rec room but they had two windows at the top of the basement wall yeah um and she kept saying that it's a bedroom and I'm like well it has to be 44 inches from the ground up right. to be called a legal bedroom so in that case we just called it another room proper egress could affect value because if it's not a true bedroom then you're not going to get that value mm -hmm. of a true bedroom Okay, this question kind of centers around the uh, the value of, of a home based on the appliances, the furnace, the age of the roof. Um, how do you factor all of that into your appraisal? Sure. So a lot of um, updates and upgrades are going to affect the value based on the effective age. And when I say that is that each home has a true age of when it was built um, and then the effective age of all the updates and the upgrades made to the property. So you can have a, a 50 year old home, but it's looks like an eight year old home because it was just renovated. If they're new or recently renovated, then they're going to bring the effective age of the house down. And you're going to compare that to a house that has the newer roof and the newer furnace and the newer appliances. Coming up with a range of three comps and you're going to the higher end, maybe if all those items are new and if they're older, then you're going to go down to the, the lower range within your value. So an accessory unit is when a section, I'll give you an example, colonial, you've taken the basement and you've put it in-law suite in there. Right. Well, if you have an in-law suite, but you can access the basement to, from the main level, then it's not really an accessory unit. It's an in-law suite because you can walk still from one section of the house to the other section. When you have an accessory, you've actually cut off access to that unit. So that's the difference is that, are you able to access that area? Or if you can, then it's not an accessory unit. Mm -hmm. If it's completely blocked off, and it's inferior in square footage to the main dwelling, mm -hmm. then therefore it's an accessory unit. And in that case, what you have is almost like a two unit yeah. family yeah. dwelling. And lenders, typically um, you can use um, an accessory or they, they'll loan on an accessory one if it's legal, but you also have to provide a comparable as an accessory. Mm -hmm. So if you're in Montgomery County and you're in a neighborhood of Kensington where it's not common, well, that's going to be a problem. You have to provide at least one home that has an accessory to determine one, if it's common in the marketplace and two, um, will it resell? Mm -hmm. And what what's the value difference? Because once you break that off from the main dwelling, you can't add that square footage back into that dwelling. An accessory versus a two unit is how the the utilities are as well. An accessory is still feeding off of the main dwellings, water, ex, uh, electricity, where a two unit has a similar setup, but they're completely metered separately. There's a lot of 
changes going on in the market right now is that they're looking at using individuals to go out to properties and do a sketch and take photos of the hall. And they're not licensed. They're just somebody that somebody is hired for $15 an hour. They're going there, they're measuring, they're taking pictures. There's then sending it to an appraiser to write up the data, which a lot of appraisers right now are not accepting that because it's too much of a liability. The, when you talk to a lender, you want to ask if they're licensed or certified. Um, licensed being an appraiser who has met certain criteria um, and has passed the license portion of being an appraiser, where a certified appraiser is somebody who has more um, education, more knowledge, and has been an appraiser for a long period of time. That is really what you're looking for is somebody that knows the market, knows the ins and outs of the business um, in order to give you a proper appraisal. I think it's important to understand that we pull the comparables from the market and we just don't make a value up. We are actually using the most recent sales in the market to determine a value. Um, and when you look at an appraisal and when you're buying a home and you see the three comparables that are provided and there's a range of value that your home could essentially fall with anywhere within that range. Mm -hmm. um, and that when end of the day, you basically, it's just that snapshot time. Right. Um, you could increase in value from that moment on, or you could decrease in value in that moment on. Mm -hmm. And it is an opinion of value, um, but we are pulling it from the market. And um, just based on our experiences, where we see that value. You've been listening to Listen Up, Home Buyers, the only podcast offering home buying advice and tips from true buyer agents.